Therefore a man shall leave his father and his mother, and hold fast to his wife, and they shall become one flesh. Genesis 2.24 As I search for a better intro and search for the words uh, for this new series to try to introduce it on every episode, um, that's what I turned to for inspiration, was Genesis 2.24. That's the uh, Bible verse that this whole podcast is built on, one flesh. Um, I haven't worked out a better intro yet. I haven't worked out one that doesn't sound exactly like the regular podcast intro, but I figure that reading that Bible verse to you is as good as any. It's why we're here, Um, and I mean that in a broader sense and uh, in a more literal sense, as this is why you're listening to me um, on the radio, or not radio, but on your car speakers or your headphones or wherever you're listening at, um, is because of this Bible verse, is because I decided to get married and become one flesh and I decided to talk about it in, in that sense, but it's also why we're all here, is is the union of, uh, of man and woman. Let's think about that Bible verse. Uh, Therefore, a man shall leave his father and his mother and hold fast to his wife, and they shall become one flesh. I believe, now I'm not much up on the Bible, um, I don't read it very often, I had to Google this to even find it, um, but I believe that Genesis is very early in the Bible. Uh, This is one of the first things that is mentioned, I do believe. Um, Again, I don't know much, and it may be a lot of pages deep, but it's Genesis 2, and I'm assuming that the Bible starts with Genesis 1, um, Genesis 2.24. This is pretty early uh, in a book as big as the Bible, and that tells me that it's important. Uh, That tells me that it's something that is, is incredibly important. I also saw it mentioned multiple times throughout the Bible which tells me that it's even more so important, the union of, of man and woman and the becoming of one flesh. Um, it's hard to think about. Uh, that is, that, that's another thing that um, I've learned throughout the life of this podcast and particularly this, this series is that it's hard for people to conceptualize a man and a woman becoming one flesh. It is for me uh, because we're separate people. We, th- we think differently. We don't know what the other person is thinking. Uh, we do have two fleshes. One of them can get cancer. Uh, one of them can live until 95. Um, one of them can be fat. One of them can be skinny. Um, it's hard. It's hard to think about. Uh, and it, it's purely on a, uh, a faith, uh, you know, kind of mental, spiritual basis that you have to be one flesh. You can't actually be one flesh with somebody. Uh, the closest that you can get is having a baby. And even then, it's that's kind of neither of your flesh. <laughs> I mean, it is, but it's not. Um, when he talks about one flesh, he's talking about marriage. Um, trying to picture that and trying to take it seriously is incredibly difficult for couples. And I think that that's one of the main pitfalls of couples is not approaching marriage as if they are one, one total unit. I am you, you are me. My body is yours. Your body is mine. Um, approaching it like that is, is very, very difficult for couples. And I see it very often. It's difficult for myself. I mean, hell, um, it's, it's not just difficult for other people. It's, it's difficult for the people that are the best at it. Uh, it's still incredibly difficult. Um, now, I don't know what all it means, and I'm sure that there's a lot more um, intelligent commentary out there from people that are a lot smarter than myself about what this Bible verse means and um, how to apply it to your life. But uh, those people... Um, are not here. <laughs> um, those people, I did try to get a guest on this Wednesday, and I'm coming to you uh, very ill-prepared. Um, this The guy that uh, was supposed to be on, he's an incredibly busy dude, and I think you'll probably listen to this. Uh, he's an incredibly busy dude, and 
it's really good. He's out there making money for his family, uh, which is what this is all about, which is what this podcast is about. Uh, the reason that I asked him to be on here is because I know that his marriage and his family comes first, and that's what he's doing. He's out there providing for them. And so I say that not to disparage him for not being here, but uh, to explain to you why I'm ill-prepared, as always. Um, but I want to talk about that verse and talk about what it really means to become one flesh. And I'm going to do it very clumsily. Uh, and if you don't enjoy listening to me ramble on, then you probably need to go find another podcast to listen to. But um, one of the things that uh, has always kind of come naturally to me uh, that I guess doesn't come naturally to other people or hasn't worked out for other people, and I don't know why it's worked out for me and why it hasn't for other people, but uh, is really treating my wife as if uh, she is an extension of myself. Um, that's something that I've always kind of done. Um, I've always wanted her to represent my standards. I've always wanted to treat her as if I want to be treated. I don't treat her how I don't want to be treated. I don't want to be yelled at, so I don't yell at her. Um, I've always done this relatively well. And there's particularly, you know, there's particular areas of that, that a lot of people don't enjoy. Um, a lot of people don't recommend and I don't know why, and it, it's kind of mystifying. And my guess is that because they don't fully understand this verse, or they don't fully take the concept seriously of, of being one flesh. And that's what I'm going to talk about a little bit uh, today. It's going to be a short episode, um, not going to be too terribly long. But um, you know, when you become one flesh with your wife, that truly means that you need to treat her um, in every aspect as if she is you. Um, you need to treat her in every aspect as if you were her. Um, it's it's hard to think about, but let's start with step one, treating your wife as if you want to be treated. Um, or treating your wife how you want to be treated. Uh, a lot of people see that in a good sense. You know, you do things for your wife. You rub her feet, you rub her back. Um, you do the dishes, you do chores and stuff like that. You try really, really hard because that's what you want to receive. Um, that's a good thing. That is a good thing. Uh, it's a very good thing is treating her nicely because you want to be treated nicely. Um, it can also be a bad thing if that's all you do. <laughs> and that's where I'm going to go with this is how many people do you know that, uh, that treat themselves nice all the time and how well does that go for them that are just constantly, uh, they never push themselves any at all in any sort of negative direction. They sit on the couch, they eat whatever they want, they spend whatever kind of money they want, they don't go to work out, they don't do anything hard because they're nice to themselves uh, 24-7. It doesn't work out for them very well. Um, and that's where I've gotten a lot of pushback, specifically in my marriage, is by pushing my wife to, to be better, to do better, um, giving her that extra support and that extra nudge um, to go and do things. I've gotten a lot of pushback, especially from a lot of guys who I feel like are um, bitter, who have been either wronged in the past or uh, they did it incorrectly and their wives didn't respond well, or um, maybe their wives aren't as uh, open to criticism or open to a nudge as what mine is. And it's, it's bit them in the ass quite a bit. Uh, and they're very, very bitter about it when they hear that, you know, I tell D. Ellen like, hey, um, you know, neither of us are very healthy. Uh, neither of us are very healthy. Uh, maybe you ought to lose a couple pounds. 
Um, and I try to help her through that and I give her a push and guys don't like that at all. A lot of guys will tell you that I'm an absolute idiot for doing something like that. Uh, and I really, really beg to differ with them. It is, it has helped me so much in my marriage is treating her with the same respect, uh, the same level of discipline, um, the same level of love that I want and I try, uh, to treat myself with. Uh, it's, it's key guys. It's key. And there's, there's two things that go into that. Number one is getting yourself straight. Uh, that's number one, because in order for you to treat your wife like yourself, you have to treat yourself well, (laughs) you have to do right by yourself. Um, and I'll admit that, you know, me trying to push my wife in different directions and push her to do better. It never worked well for me when I didn't have my own shit and gear. You know, when I was 335 pounds, um, you know, me telling her to lose a couple pounds probably wasn't uh, received in the best way, nor should it be at all. Uh, but now once I'm doing better and I've lost 60 pounds and I've got healthy habits in place, uh, me telling her, hey, look, uh, it's probably time to start eating less and doing more. Um, it means something. It means something because I'm doing it myself. Uh, she knows for a fact that I'm treating her with the same level of respect, with the same level of love that I'm treating myself because I'm doing it. Um, that's key. That's key is it's a little bit of leading by example, but it's a little bit of the proof of, Hey, look, I'm not asking you to do anything that I'm not willing to do myself. Um, I'm not holding you to any sort of accountability that I'm not holding myself to. Uh, and, and that is very key as far as treating your wife as if you are one flesh. Um, it's a hard topic. It really is. Um, you know, on that front of, of pushing, you know, your wife to do better. Um, I don't really know why a lot of guys don't. And, you know, some wives are very, very driven. Some husbands are not very driven. Uh, you know, for me, I'm very driven. And luckily my wife is as well. Uh, she just always doesn't have, you know, the sense of direction that I do. And I have to push her. And sometimes she's got way more direction than I do. You know, she's the one that got us back into church. Uh, she pushed me to do that. Uh, she didn't do it because, you know, that was the nice thing to do. Uh, she didn't do it because she knew that I would love it. It wasn't like I was getting a back rub by, you know, forcing me to go to church, Uh, not forcing me. She didn't force me, but by pushing me to go to church, it wasn't like, you know, she was giving me a back rub. Uh, it wasn't something that I just absolutely loved to do. Uh, she knew that it was going to be difficult. She knew that I probably didn't want to hear about that conversation. She knew that I probably, um, my ego was going to take a little bit of a hit because I wasn't the one making that decision. She was, but she loves me. She loves me like she loves herself. And she knew that she would benefit from church. Uh, she had been going to church, uh, you know, for her work. Uh, she had been going a lot. She had been going to a Bible study with one of her friends. She had been reading her Bible. And, you know, when I saw that, look, she's willing to do it, uh, you know, when she's pushing me to do these certain things, I know for a fact that she's willing to do it for herself. And because she's pushing, pushing me, she might see some benefit in that, uh, that she thinks that I'll get out of it. And so it, it hits with a lot more weight, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Um, when she's actually, uh, walking the walk and, and leading by example. And I think it does the same for me. Um, I do, <laughs> um, little story. I think it was two days ago. Um, y'all know I'm big on daily discipline. You know, I'm big on doing things a certain way every single day, not certain way, but, uh, getting a certain number of things done that are going to move you forward every single day that are in line with your goals. And a lot of that for me is working out right now. I really, really need to lose weight and forever it will be working out. Um, I I need to lose weight and I need to stay at a healthy weight. And so no matter what, I get at least one workout in a day. 
no matter what. A lot of times it's two a day. Uh, very, very rarely do I not get two workouts in a day. And my wife, she does not have the same passion for it that I do, <laughs> to say the least. Um, she, I don't know if she just doesn't see the benefits in it. I don't know what, um, why she doesn't have the, quite the same passion for it that I do. Um, but she doesn't. And so, uh, sometimes, you know, she'll go a couple days without uh, going on a walk or going to work out or something like that. And then on Tuesday, uh, I was going to record a podcast and, you know, as you know, it needs to be quiet during that time. So typically either she'll try to find something to go do, or she'll take a nap or she'll color in her little coloring books with all of her fancy pens that she has. Um, should do something that's not going to make a lot of noise, but um, I knew for a fact <laughs> because I know my wife very well. I knew for a fact that she uh, that she had not gone on a walk today, and I knew that she probably didn't want to hear it. I knew that she probably did not want to go on a walk. That if she hadn't done it now, uh, she's laying in bed right now with her clothes on, which tells me that it's pretty. She's pretty tired. She doesn't like plan to take a nap, but she just got home, laid down, uh, didn't do much of anything, which is understandable. I've had plenty of those days. Um, but I knew exactly where she was at because I had been there a thousand times before. Uh, and, you know, sometimes she pushed me, sometimes Brett pushed me. But 90% of the time, I'm the one that had to get myself up off the couch. And it was because I had something to go do and that, you know, I had to go work out and I had to negotiate with myself. I had to tell myself, hey, you need to do this. Well, no, I don't want to do this. Well, you need to do this. Well, you know, I'm, I'm doing good. I've already lost a couple of pounds. I, I'm really, really tired. I had a long day uh, negotiating with myself. And I knew that... Um, the only reason that I was negotiating with myself is because there was actually two sides in, in my head. One side that knew that I needed to go work out, one side that was pushing me to go work out, and one side that was pushing for um, to not do that, to sit there and, and lay on the couch. That was internal within me. And I know that she doesn't quite have that internal with her yet. She doesn't have that whole um, pushing herself to, not pushing herself, but she doesn't have that that voice in her head saying, hey, you need to go work out and guilting her into it. Not necessarily guilting her, but pushing her to go work out. You all know, you all know, unless unless you don't have an inner monologue, which is kind of funny because we talk about that in the, in the upcoming Sunday episode. But uh, you all know what that voice sounds like. Man, you should really go do this. Man, you should you really need to do that. It happens with multiple different things. It's work, it's dishes, it's the laundry. My wife has it really bad with the laundry and the dishes. Uh, she doesn't quite have it for her walks. And so... And I knew that, and I knew, um, I knew that if it was myself laying there in that bed, and I hadn't gone and worked out that day, I hadn't done a walk that day, hadn't done anything that day, I knew that if it was myself laying there in that bed, that I would push myself, and that I would say, no, uh, you need to go get this done, and I would force myself to go do it. Uh, it was 45 minutes of my time. Um, I knew that I would, I would push myself to go do it. And then I thought about it. I said, well... That is myself laying in the bed. That we are one flesh. That is me laying in that bed, and I need to treat her um, the way that I would treat me, with the same level of respect, with the same level of discipline, and with the same level of love. And so that's what I did. I didn't push her. I didn't, you know, I didn't say some of the mean things that I would say my, say to myself. I didn't call her a lazy ass. I didn't call her a fat fuck um, because those are the things that I say to myself, uh, and that's partly facetious. I'm not, you know. Negative talk isn't always good for yourself, but I'll be like, yeah, you're kind of being a lazy piece of shit and, you know, just kind of say it to myself half sarcastically, but I didn't say those things to her. What I said is, hey, why don't, why don't you go take a walk? And then she said, well, I'm really tired and I just want to lay here in bed. Okay, well, you know, how many steps do you have today? 
Well, you know, I don't know. Okay, well, you know, you think it's at least 8,000? You know, you've been wanting to lose weight lately. Uh, do you think you've got at least 8,000 steps, you know, close to 10,000? Well, I, no, I don't know. Okay, well, let's look at your steps. <laughs> you know, all right, well, let's look at your steps. Most of the husbands would have quit after probably round one when they was. So, no, I really don't want to do that. They would have gone, okay, I'll back away and not say anything. You know, not say anything. Um, not me. I made her pull out her step count, and uh, she had, like, a low number on there. And <laughs> I said, why don't you go for a walk? Well, no, I really don't want to. Like, I've really had a bad day. You know, I've, I've had a bad day. Do you know what it means when I've had a bad day? That means that I get to lay here in bed. No, actually, <laughs> you need to go on a walk because I'm going to record my podcast and uh, you have 45 minutes to spare uh, and you want to lose some weight. So you need to go on a walk. Why don't you get your clothes on to go on a walk? No. Yeah, I think you probably need to go on a walk. No. Yeah, I think you do. If, okay, finally. All right, whatever. I'll go on a walk. Fine, fine. Whatever. If you want me to, I'll go on a walk. Um, and I just had to, I didn't let her see it, but I just had to smile because I knew that's exactly what I would say to myself. Fine, whatever. All right. I guess I'll go on a walk. And I knew with great confidence, uh, I knew that I, I had treated her like I would treat myself and that she would be mad for me, mad at me for a little bit. Uh, and I knew that that would last probably about a minute and a half into her walk. Um, and I knew that she would come back. And she would say, hey, thanks for thanks for pushing me to do that walk because it's exactly what I do to myself. I'll go to the CrossFit gym. Actually, I'm not going to CrossFit anymore, but that's a conversation for later. But uh, I'll go to the gym and I'll pick up some weights and I'll get those first few reps in. And I'm like, son of a bitch, I'm glad you, you know, I'm glad you pushed to, to come. You know, damn, I was a silly goose laying there in bed, not wanting to go do my workout. And I guarantee you, and I confirmed this with her after, that uh, she didn't even get to the stop sign at the end of her cul-de-sac before she said, you know what? Yeah, he was probably right. I'm glad that uh, he pushed me for my walk. And I even got ballsy enough. Uh, she didn't even make it out the door. And I texted her, hey, I'm proud of you for, for getting up and going, <laughs> which <laughs> most husbands would not dare to ever do. Most husbands would tell you that you're an idiot for listening to me. And you know what? Maybe you are. Maybe you don't have that relationship with your wife and maybe you need to build it. Uh, and maybe that's because you're not treating yourself how you need to be treating yourself. Maybe you're not living by example. But my wife knows damn good and well uh, that I got my walk in that day. My wife goes damn knows damn good and well that I got my lift in that day. Um, my wife knows that I'm doing exactly what uh, I'm asking her to do. And my wife knows that I push myself the same way that I pushed her. And so what did she do after some kicking and some screaming? She got her ass out there and she went for a walk and she enjoyed it. And uh, guess what happened the next day? <laughs> the next day I came in there and I recorded two days back to back and I said, hey, uh, what are you doing? And she looked at me, you know, she looked like she wanted to throw something at me. If her gun probably was close enough, she probably would have shot me. Uh, but she <laughs> put her phone in her hand and uh, said, have you gone for your walk today? And she kind of glared at me and she was like, no. I was like, okay, uh, how many steps do you have? And she goes, guess. And I said, oh, I don't know, about 4,000. And uh, she looks at her phone, and she just kind of rolls her eyes and mutters a bad word under her breath. And I said, how many? And she goes, three. <laughs> I said, I think we both know what you need to go do. Uh, and she went and got a walk-in. So, um, 
listen, I don't know what all this means. And I know that, um, there's a lot of you guys that if you try to go and, you know, push your wife like that, or, um, tried to do some of those things that, um, I've earned the ability to do with my wife and, and pushing her in certain ways, uh, and, and showing her that love and that respect and that discipline that, um, I hold for myself. I know it wouldn't go very well for some of you guys. Uh, but I think that if you don't have that level of relationship where you can push in certain aspects and, um, you can treat her truly how you would treat yourself. Um, I know that that's something that needs to be fixed and it's because you're supposed to be one flesh. You're supposed to be able to exert that level of influence and discipline that you have over yourself, uh, to your wife. That doesn't mean that you need to go unchecked. Uh, that doesn't mean that she needs to go unchecked. What that means is that you both, you both in the relationship need to be striving every single day uh, to hold yourself and your and your partner to the same level of accountability, uh, to treat them the same way that you would treat yourself. Uh, yeah, I think that's probably all I've got, guys. That's, that's 20 minutes worth of talking. Uh, and yeah, that's 20 minutes worth of talking. I think that's really all I've got. Um, I hope it's a benefit to you guys. And like I said, I don't know how to, to tell you to get to that place. I know that it works really, really well for my wife and I, um, I, I know it works really well. I know that it's, it's hard. I know that, um, I don't like it when she pushes me a whole lot of the times, you know, I tell her that I'm going to wake up early in the morning. Uh, and then sometimes I don't wake up early in the morning and then she'll give me shit about it later in the day. And I really don't like it. I really don't, but I know that I need to wake up early in the morning. Uh, and eventually, you know, I acknowledge her like, yeah, you're right. I probably needed to wake up early. And, you know, one thing that I wanted to say is a lot of this goes one way. I will tell you right now that a lot of this goes one way. And a lot of it is the wife pushing the husband. Uh, and, the, and the husband can never push the wife. Uh, a lot of it goes that way. And I don't really know what causes that. I don't know how to fix it. Um, I really don't. Uh, and, and I would be lying to you if I told you that I had the answer as to why that always goes one way. But, uh, but here's what I'll tell you is it works for me. And I don't think it's just the type of woman that I've got. I don't think that's it. I think it has probably 60% uh, to do with the fact that um, I make it very clear uh, of how I treat myself. I make it very clear that um, I'm not asking her to do anything that I wouldn't do. I'm not asking her or I'm, I make it very clear that I'm not pushing her in any ways that she's not allowed to push me in. Uh, make it very clear. And I think that buys me um, a lot of respect. I think that buys me um, a lot of reverence in her eyes for when I do say something like, hey, you need to go on a walk. Uh, I think she respects it. And I think she knows uh, that she knows the internal battle that goes on in my head when I'm not doing what I need to be doing. I think she knows that uh, it's not any different for her that I'm going to treat her like I would treat myself. Uh, and it's it's for her benefit. And so, again, if you don't have that kind of relationship with your wife, I don't really know how to tell you how to get it, um, other than just making sure that you're living that example. And when you do push her to do certain things, uh, well, number one, this does need to be all caveated on the fact that you have to be tactful. You obviously have to be tactful. Notice that I didn't go in there and, and I didn't say, "Hey, why don't you quit being lazy? Get on your, you know, get on your, get off your ass and go on a walk." That's not what I did. Okay, <laughs> that's not what I'm saying. Uh, and you shouldn't do that. Okay, you wouldn't want somebody talking to you like that. So you don't need to talk to her like that. What you do need to do is push her in certain ways, 
again, notice that I said, hey, have you been on your walk today? She immediately knows that she's not in alignment with what the standard in our household is. That's a, that's another way that um, that's another non-negotiable for if you want to be able to push your wife and if you want to be able to hold your wife accountable in certain areas is making the standard very, very known. Okay. You are the leader in the house. Okay. Um, you are the one that sets the standards for 90% of things. All right. And those standards can be advised by your wife. Uh, at the very least, you're the one that holds the standard a hundred percent of the time. If your wife wants the laundry done in a certain way, you hold that standard. Okay. If you, let's say, um, you want to represent yourself outside in a certain way. For me, I don't really like wearing athletic shorts out in the public. Uh, definitely don't like wearing pajamas. I don't like wearing athletic wear out in the public. I will if I have to, uh, but I like to present me and my family and my wife in a semi-professional form. Uh, that's jeans, decent shirt. We look decent when we go out into public. That is a standard that I hold that we don't break. Okay, we don't break. When we go to church, we look pretty damn nice. Uh, when we go to the Walmart, we look just about how we do when we go to church. Okay, um, when we're running out on the town, it's jeans. Typically for me, it's a collared shirt. For her, it's at the very least a t-shirt and some form of pants or shorts uh, that aren't athletic wear. Okay, that is a standard that I hold. A uh, standard that she holds is that when we put dishes in the sink, we rinse them off. I did it 90% of the time, but for like milk cups, stuff like that. I didn't do it and it pissed her off. That was a standard that she had input on, but it's a standard that I hold. And I make sure that everybody holds to that line in this household. That is your job as a man. And you cannot push your wife on the standards if she doesn't know what they are. Okay. So if your standard is that this that this household uh, is healthy and fit, and then we work out at least once a day, or we care about our health and fitness, and that includes some form of working out, however she wants to do that, she can go on a walk, she can go to CrossFit, she can go lift weights, whatever she wants to do, uh, but our standard is that we work out at least three times a week, that is your standard. And if you don't make that clear to her, then you have absolutely no place of holding her to that standard because she doesn't know that it exists. Uh, if your standard is that we don't drive really fast down the street because that could make the neighbors not like us and we could get in trouble. She needs to know that standard before you bite her head off in the car when she's going 50 miles an hour down the road. Okay, so that's, that is another key point that uh, I don't want to be missed is that she needs to know the standard. If you're going to hold her to that standard, she needs to know the standard. She needs to know the standards that you set for herself. She needs to know that you're going to hold her to that same standard. Okay, and she needs to be very clear on what it is. Uh... I think the last one is that you need to admit when you don't hold to that standard. You need to be very clear and very open about how you have missed that standard. And you need to be very clear and very open about how you're going to rectify that uh, for you to be able to hold her to that standard as if you are one flesh. Uh, I think I'm rambling a little bit. I hope that you got some good stuff out of this. Like I said, at, at the very least, just know that it's not impossible to be able to push your wife and to hold your wife to a certain standard. It's not impossible. And what I get from a lot of guys is that it's, that it is impossible on all things on all things um you know whatever it is say standard is weekly date night you're probably not going to have a hard time holding your wife to a weekly date night but what about what we do after that date night let's say your standard is to get intimate and physical three times a week at least uh you hold to that standard uh, and whatever else you know whatever that is for her let's say quality time or words of affirmation or whatever uh, that she wants to receive, you know, in place of that physical intimacy that you so desire, uh, you hold to that standard as well. You make sure that she gets her quality time, no matter what. 
If you're going to hold her to the standard of, hey, uh, we have sex and we get intimate three times a week at least, well, then you hold to whatever standard it is uh, that is going to be equivalent to that. Quality time, helping out with the kids, uh, whatever it might be. Um, But it is not impossible to create standards and hold them with your wife. And I hear a lot of guys uh, say that it is. And it's just because they don't know how to do it, I think. A lot of it, it can be the type of woman that you're with. Um, I get that, but um, it's not impossible. It's really not. And I know guys that do it. I know I myself do it. And I know that you owe it. You were one flesh with this woman. You owe it to her just like you owe it to yourself. Okay? If someone was sitting here telling you, that you can't hold yourself to any sort of standard. Imagine, imagine the, the the lunacy of somebody telling you, "Oh, look, you can't discipline yourself." Um, there are people that say that. I mean, there are people that admit it. And I know half of you guys listening to this podcast, you think that they're glo- they're jokes and that they're clowns, and they are. These are the people that say, "Oh, yeah, you can't be mean to yourself and make yourself go work out twice a week or whatever it is every day." Sorry, twice a day. That's the word I was looking for. Um, Think about these people that don't hold themselves accountable to anything at all, ever. Okay? You're one flesh with your wife. If you think it's so absurd to not hold yourself accountable to anything, it is equally as as absurd to not hold your wife to any sort of accountability standard. It's equally as absurd. I don't care what kind of woman that you've got, you need to find out a way. Find out a way to hold that standard by Jocko Willink, Leadership Strategies and Tactics. Use every single word in the book. Okay, Jordan Peterson, 12 Rules for Life, The Five Love Languages. I don't care. Find a fucking way to get it done. Okay, uh, sorry, now I'm, now I'm animated because I just thought about that, of how pissed off y'all would be if somebody told you that you can't hold yourself accountable. You can't hold yourself accountable. How mad would that make you? It would piss me off, okay? Because what they're saying is that you're not worthy of being held accountable, um, you can't hold yourself accountable. You don't have that level of self-discipline. Um, you can't be expected to hold yourself accountable. That's ridiculous. You know, you'll end up in a depression. You'll end up with anxiety. No, hold, not holding yourself accountable is what ends up with depression, what ends up with anxiety. That's how you end up with those things, okay? Um, think about how upset you would be if somebody told you that you couldn't do that with yourself. They told you that you were going to be un, un, undisciplined, unaccountable for the rest of your life. That you could never hold yourself to that standard. Okay, well, I just read it. Let me pull the verse back up on my phone. Therefore, a man shall leave his father and his mother and hold fast to his wife, and they shall become one flesh. Genesis 2.24 If it pisses you off for yourself, it should piss you off for your wife. When somebody says, oh yeah, you can't... You can't tell your wife that she needs to lose weight. You can't tell your wife that you're going to go work out. What are you, you're never going to have sex again, buddy. Um, it should piss you off, rightfully. It should piss you off. And uh, again, there are nuances. There are ways to go about it. Uh, but you are, you're not only allowed, uh, you're required to hold a standard for your household. You're required to. Uh, and if you've never heard that before, I'm telling you today. You're required to. As a man, you're required to set a standard and you're required to hold your household to that. And the person that is most accountable to that standard is you. I'm not absolving you of responsibility. You are the most responsible person in the household for that standard. And you better damn well meet it every day. And when you don't meet it every day, you better be clear and open about it. Okay? And you need to hold your wife to that standard. Find a way to get it done. 
um, find a way to get it done. Guys, I think that's all I've got for you today. Um, like I said, sorry guys, it was just something that was on my, uh, I guess on my heart. I don't know. That sounds kind of weird, but it's something that I needed to get off my chest. It was something that I was really proud of my wife for, um, proud of our relationship. It was a, it was a big marker to me in our relationship that I was able to go in there and, and push her, uh, to go do better, to go be better. Um, it was something that not a lot of guys have. And it's something that I get told by guys with 30, 40 year marriages that are just absolutely fucking miserable, um, that you can't do. And they're miserable because they've never tried. They're miserable because they did try and their wife bit their head off because of any number of reasons. So, um, I'm here to tell you that it is possible. I'm here to tell you that it is mandatory. Um, I'm here to tell you that you need to find a way to do it. And I'm here to tell you to tune in next Wednesday so that you can hear more tips on how to do that. Thanks, guys.